You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Let's do it. All right. So, Michael, at yeah. the end of last episode, <laughs> yeah, uh, you you made your sentiments known that you uh, you're, you're not necessarily on the Merck train. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's such a wealthy brand. It spews elitism. I'm from Southeast Michigan. You drive American, where I came from. That's a silly thing to say when referring to Formula One because it's not even an Americans, anyways. It's not certainly not an American car brand. I don't think, right? We'll get to that. Okay, great. <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm not ever going to root for Mercedes. When am I? No, I, I, that's not my. Now I'm curious to meet these other teams. If if all these other teams are like even more elitist, pompous, Toto Wolf esque, mm. then maybe I'll go. Oh shit! I, I had the wrong first impression of Mercedes. But uh, it's going to be tough to get Michael Costa to root for Mercedes. Which is unfair considering I haven't even met the drivers yet. That's a great place to start. So yeah, yeah so today we're talking about the drivers on this team. So yeah. that is going to be Lewis Hamilton, the GOAT, yep. and George Russell, the hopes to one day yep. be the GOAT. Yep. And that's that's kind of where, where our story begins. From iHeartRadio and Sports Illustrated Studios, this is... Choosing Sides. F1. Sir Lewis Hamilton is who we're going to start with. It kind of goes without saying, or it's a no-brainer, that Lewis Hamilton needs to come first. Uh, He's been around the sport for longer. Mm -hmm. He's, yeah, one of the best to ever drive. I I have to say, Lily, I'm Mm -hmm. already insulted (laughs) just just by you saying, like, he's one of the greatest of all times, and he is the greatest of all times. I think it's undisputed just by his record. Okay, is it? I, I, is it that clear cut? Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to this. So okay. uh, here, here's what's interesting. You got a lot of people who will try and say that Lewis is the undisputed greatest of all time, mm-hmm. uh, much, much like producer Yochai over yep, here. Sure. And then you have people who argue with those people and say that he's overrated and this and that. And we'll get into yeah. all of that yeah. controversy okay. and, and why. So just but just the stats. I'll I mean, just say it's, I, it's not an argument. It's just a statement of fact. <laughs> <laughs> 
Same I effect. should never have told Yohai <laughs> that I wanted his voice in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Lewis, uh, yeah, stat, stats wise, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Seven time world champion. He is the best qualifier, i.e. the fastest person we've ever seen in Formula One consistently over 100 pole positions, which is, you know, an incredible statistic. A pole position is uh, you don't just show up on a Formula One race weekend and just race, you know, drive right. the race. You have something called qualifying yep. where all of the drivers basically try to get the fastest time over a single lap. Alone. Uh, yeah, just them. Yep. And based on where you qualify, so how fast or slow you are, that's kind of where you start on the quote unquote grid. That's Got where it. that term comes from yep. on race day. So when we say pole position, that means that Lewis was in basically first place in qualifying and he's going to start the race in first place. That's pole. Uh, and he also obviously has even more podium finishes in second and third place. I mean, just yeah, he he kind of blows everyone out of the water. First things first, can you just say your first and last name and the pronouns you use? Crikey, um, I just use Jenny Gao. That's just me. So that was Jenny Gao. She's a prominent F1 reporter for the BBC and other media outlets. And I also feature on Drive to Survive as one of their F1 experts. Okay. So, uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton, how would you sort of explain Lewis Hamilton to someone who's kind of new, maybe only tangentially heard of him? Like, why why Lewis and why why root for Lewis? So let me try and explain Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) Although I feel that this is a subject that a lot of people could talk about for a long, long time because he's a bit of a anomaly. He's a very complex character. He is loved and hated in equal measure, which seems bizarre for a man that has won seven world titles in Formula One and has been knighted by the Queen and, as you say, Sir Lewis Hamilton. But he does divide opinion because he is not a purist when it comes to Formula One. He doesn't just turn up on a race weekend put on his overalls, go out, win races, and then disappear into the ether. He has a whole nother side. So his other side is the side that goes out and does go to red carpet events. He likes to make music. He likes fashion. He goes to, you know, Balenciaga um, catwalk shows and fashion shows. I've just aged myself hugely and made myself sound about 80 by using catwalk show. Um, But yeah, he's into fashion, he's into music, he's into films. He likes to go out and skydive. You know, this is the all action man. And of course, the biggest factor in his life is that he happens to be the only black F1 driver. Lewis is the only black driver to ever be in Formula One. And he's the only black driver currently on the grid. So he's the first, he's the only. uh, So he's really just off the bat coming from a very different place than literally every other driver. You immediately notice that because every time you, you you Google anything about Formula One, it's all just white dudes, man. Yeah, exactly. So he stands out already to begin with. This has always been the case in his career. Yeah. Um, so he comes from um, not a rich background okay, uh, in yeah in England, and he actually didn't start his career off karting. It, one year when he was really young, his dad bought him like a remote control car, mm-hmm. and took Lewis to go like race it around at some kind of informal races, mm-hmm. you know, near their home. And there's like, you know, images and, and kind of grainy video of this, like, you know, six, seven year old, whatever, Lewis Hamilton beating these middle aged guys at remote control so car driving. Right. Like he just had the the instincts right. and all of that. Right. So eventually, you know, his father and him, they, they really bond over this. Uh, they get him into karting. His dad, though, is working, you know, three jobs at any given time. Some yep. of it's set up to six, but he's working around the clock. Yeah to afford his son's karting career. You know, there's a lot yep. put in for this family yep. for him to, to even cart yep. at, at, you know, and he's, he's not even out of elementary school yet, but he's, yep. he's dominating. Like, so he's killing it. Uh, but on top of just, you know, already having to struggle from a money and financial perspective, you know, there is a lot of racism that Lewis deals with at an early age. I would think. Yeah. He's got adults hurling, you know, uh, anti-black slurs at him. And he's, again, in elementary school. In the past years, I've, I've had um, racist names being called to me. The first time it happened... I felt really upset. I told told my mum and dad, and I felt like I needed to get revenge on them. But lately, um, if anybody had said anything to me, I would just ignore them and get them back on the track. Oh, my God. And he has said, too, that he didn't really unpack the full effect of that until only yeah. a couple of years ago during yeah. kind of, you know, the George Floyd murder. And, and right. kind of from that whole moment, he, he kind of said, yeah, I, I hadn't fully digested the absolute extent of how traumatizing and and damaging and harmful that was. We saw him going out marching, holding placards because black life matters to him, black lives matter to him. 
and he wants his voice heard. And this obviously continues to present day. You know, he deals with booing. He deals with with all that stuff that mm-hmm. comes with both being probably the only black driver on the grid and also being the winningest, you know, the winningest yeah. person in, yeah. in the sports history. Yeah. It's certainly always been a factor. And, you know, last year, the FIA finally stepped in and told fans to stop racially abusing him. Reporter Hazel Southwell again. It's been 16 years that he's been driving in Formula One. That's a really pretty, like, oh, um, primordially slow reaction time in terms of, of beginning to be aware of a problem. So that's uh, that's Lewis's background. But yeah, basically Lewis impresses the bosses at a team called McLaren and eventually makes his uh, rookie debut in the 2007 season. He ends up in second place and loses by a point. Oh, wow. That was his rookie year. Rookie season, yeah. Wow. Uh, wins Formula One World Drivers Championship his second year. Guys, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. So this is for you and to my family. Thank you for all supporting me and believing in me. You're the best. Wow. Superstar. Immediate superstar. Exactly. Can you describe your emotions right now? Put them into words. I don't think I can. I'm very emotional, I would say. My heart's feeling so much strain right now because I think it was the same for everyone. But uh, I'm just very proud of the team and uh, my family as well. He talked so softly. Let me tell you something, everybody. The people that scream their success at you are not the ones to worry about. It's the ones that are soft-spoken and deliberate with their words. Those are the ones that will fuck you up. I will say there is always a little bit of luck involved, right place, right time. So there have been times where great drivers have not made it on the grid for, sure. for reasons that have nothing to do with them. Yeah, sure. it just sure. it worked out. Let's yeah. say it didn't it, it didn't hinder him. He yeah. didn't have to. Uh, well, it's actually funny because we'll talk about George Russell in a second, yeah. who's had yeah. a little bit of a different start to his Formula right. One career. Right. So, yeah, Lewis ends up on a, on a great historic team that has a lot of that infrastructure, the resources. And not to say uh, we'll learn later that McLaren has struggled in recent years, but uh you know, Lewis is there. He does super well there. And he also seems to be someone, though, who has the instincts to know when it's time. He's a very intuitive guy, right? Yeah. He's a little bit into, like, spirituality and mysticism. Yeah. So he kind of knows when it's time to, to make the jump. Yep. Even if no one else sees it or understands it, you know, he makes this jump to this newer team, Mercedes. Yep. The yep. perfect time. Yep. You know, kind of I think he got fourth his first year when they still hadn't had the new regulations in place yet. But then they just go gangbusters the next year. <laughs> World champion! Victory once again! Lewis Hamilton does it! A five-time champion! Lewis Hamilton has led every single lap of this race, had pole, has the fastest lap as well. It is Lewis Hamilton winning in Abu Dhabi! That's for all the kids out there who dream the impossible. You can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. What makes Lewis Hamilton such a good driver? The car is obviously part of it. Anyone can look great in a great car. But what is it about Lewis that have have made him so dominant? The number one thing is raw talent. So my name is Aldous Kavalauskas. And I basically just cover the world of Formula One, talk about it, what I like, what I dislike, living the dream as it is. Perfect. Lewis Hamilton and the driver he is. Okay, forget about the Formula One career. Let's go back to his karting days. He dominated in karting. He dominated in single seaters as well. He won GP2 in 2006 in his very first season as a rookie, produced some amazing drives. Also, Lewis works really closely with his engineers. He's part of every decision that they make. He is fully involved, fully invested. That's Sarah Levinson, a motorsports communications expert and F1 super fan. You see in some of the other teams and some of some of the other drivers, they don't really care. They're saying the engineers know best. I'm going to let them do what they want and I will just drive versus Lewis gives that real time feedback to his engineers. He pulls all nighters spending time with his engineers to make sure that the car is right. Lewis has making himself hard to beat really because of that commitment. He has a lot of other passions outside of Formula One, but he doesn't let any of that get in the way of his performance and his success. He hasn't had a serious relationship in a long time because he doesn't want, that's not a priority for him. He spends all of his time with the team at the factory instead of building out his life. Honestly, I implore you, anyone who's uh, listening to uh, go watch some videos on Turkey 2006, which was one of his absolute magic drives. He made a mistake early on, had a spin, and then worked his way through the field to finish. I think he's second on second on the podium with some amazing overtakes. And you can see the talent right there. You cannot question his dedication to the sport and his his pure skill that he's developed through decades of experience. He has absolutely earned all of the success that he's got. 
Wow. Yeah. I will say what makes Lewis very different is how he approaches, uh, I would say, life off the track, but also his persona on. So most F1 drivers, a lot of them are very much the types of people who show up on race day, you know, want to race really fast, and then they just go back to their lives. You never really hear about them. They don't want to be public figures. They're just singularly focused on Formula One and don't really have, you know, you don't really hear about outside hobbies or interests. That was for a long time. Yep. What kind of the the ideal quote unquote Formula One driver yeah. was was painted as? Yeah, uh, Lewis is different for many reasons. For one thing, which we'll start out with, Lewis is known for his fashion. Uh, yeah. Lewis actually enjoys the idea of celebrity. Yeah. So. He actually hired a celebrity, a Hollywood celebrity stylist, this right. guy named Law Roach. Okay. Law Roach. Law also- Roach. Law Roach. Yeah. <laughs> he Law Roach also styles both Zendaya and Tom Holland. Okay. So this is like a, a real deal stylist. Right. And, uh, and so I got an example. I have, as, as I said, Great. I have slides. So we, I'll show, this is a perfect example of like everyone else on the grid versus Lewis. So uh, what I'm going to show you is on the first day of a typical Formula One race weekend, mm-hmm. there's something on usually Thursdays called media day. This is mm-hmm. when the drivers come in, they get to walk the track and take a look at it. So th- this isn't a formal, they don't drive at all. This is just right. show up, right. get a right. sense of the track, right. talk to the press, right. call day. So, so I would love for you to describe to me what these guys in this photo are wearing. Three men, tracksuit pants, Sport logo T-shirt. Yeah, so they basic got the, shit. Here are just some examples of outfits that Lewis Hamilton has shown up to the oh, track. Oh, I love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, so there's three photos. One on the left is a lime green puffer suit set. Yeah, it's a set. set. Yeah. Uh, the middle, which is my favorite, is monochromatic red fitted. Uh, that is an Alexander McQueen suit okay. that he is wearing to the track on like a random okay. day. And yes. I don't know who Alexander McQueen yes. is, but it, there's also a a uh, messenger bag that could be a purse that's the same color as the suit, very fitted. And then on the right uh, is another puffer orange uh, for lack of a better term. It almost looks like one of those like orange jumpsuits you see like uh, – criminals have to wear wear you know uh maybe i don't know if we're allowed to say what i just said but he's in three very interesting elaborate and thought through outfits yes and these are all also coming straight off the runways that season right. so these are like new york fashion week yeah. his silas law yeah. saw these and we're like hey lewis like this is what we're gonna wear today. i would bet knowing from what you've told me that the outfit that kind of looks like the prisoner jumpsuit i would bet that in a way that is meant to be thought-provoking, and, oh, I'm the only person of color in this uh, sport, and I'm also the best, motherfuckers? Mm -hmm. Put that in your little societal (laughs) pot and stir it. Okay, so that was good analysis, because that outfit, first outfit for the first media day of the season, he comes out swinging with that that. bright orange outfit. Yeah, So So that I feel even more comfortable saying what I said, because uh, it's meant to elicit a response. Yes. You learn infinitely more about Lewis just looking at those photos of him. Yeah. By the way, I hate two of those outfits. But you still, you're talking about He's getting me to to, to think about fashion and think about him. And the one in the middle, I think, is just sweet. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's literally like, was on the runway like two weeks prior and then he shows up and, or whatever it is. It's like he, Yeah. yeah. It went live on the website. Lewis Hamilton yeah. snatches it and wears it. Yeah, he, he looks sharp. And I'm just all fully on board with a Formula One driver being fully like, this is an elite sport. You should look like you at least thought about what you're going to wear. Yeah. Also, if I was a competitor and if I was George Russell, his teammate, I would see him wearing that and I would want to beat his ass. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so that's that's that's, that's Lewis's dope. style. Yeah. I like Lewis. The other thing that really sets Lewis apart, and I think even anyone who doesn't like him for whatever reason would agree. Not only is he a driver, not only is he happy to go out and be a bit of a celebrity and a star, but he's also happy to be an activist and have a voice. Hey guys, I just happened to be on the beach and uh, just so much waste. This is just from five minutes of picking. You know, it's taken us 10 or 15 minutes to pick all this up. And there's so much more, so much more rubbish that's out there. Really just want to encourage people, just please be conscious of what you're buying. Um, I know it's not your intention for it to end up in the oceans, but the fact is, it is. And we've got to do something about it. 
but I'm definitely going to try my best to clean up the beach this year. Formula One needs that. Yeah. Because it's easy for... I mean, they, they, this is wealth beyond wealth. So it, it, it needs some of its athletes to wake up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And he also started uh, an organization called the Hamilton Commission, which okay. is there to increase diversity and inclusion in UK motorsports, particularly amongst uh, not just black drivers, but black personnel. So that's going to include engineers, sure. mechanics, you know, just, just all around diversity and inclusion in the sport. And it, it, he even kind of meshed together his love of fashion and social activism recently. So he, in 2021, started wearing these T-shirts that kind of had little words and phrases on them. And, you know, people like me were kind of looking at them like, what? What is that? Like, are these connected? Is this just like a weird thing? And he actually worked with a poet to create a poem about, like, diversity, inclusion, like equality in our world. And all of these T-shirts each had a different line of the poem. And so he wore this over, like, a large portion of last season. Yeah, For both the modern era and for the extent of his activism, it has to be called, and his uh, willingness to hold Formula One to account, um, then yeah, yeah, Hamilton is simply at a a different level to anyone in the history of the sport, both on track by being unbelievably skilled and in terms of his pushing the, the sport itself forwards and the entirety of motorsport as a consequence. Yeah, very yep. three-dimensional person. That's great. Yeah. The fear mm-hmm. is that some of it becomes a distraction from racing. That's That will be for him and his team to figure out. Yeah. So, for instance, there was a lot of controversy a few years ago uh, when Lewis – so Lewis did a collaboration with the iconic American designer Tommy Hilfiger. Mm-hmm. And he – they had like a fashion show launch for this collaboration, this brand – uh, the night before a Grand Prix race. And everyone, of course, was like, Lewis doesn't care about, you right. know, he should be home right. sleeping and right. resting right. and whatever. Right. 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 And uh, he proceeds to go to the event. He comes out, you know, next day, wins the race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's why I was very clear to say for him and oh, his yeah. team to exactly. just figure out, yeah. not the fans, Oh no, yeah, not Twitter. Exactly. But, you know, I, I get caught with this with Naomi Osaka, the tennis player who I love, who's very, very socially active but lots of times i'm screaming at the tv going will you stop like being so socially conscious and start just winning the tournament please yeah but that's not for me to decide it's for her to decide exactly exactly so yes that's loose i'd say there's also like as i said earlier lewis kind of like spirituality uh and in that element there's a lot of stuff on his instagram about you know take a deep breath and you know feel the world around you good morning good morning good morning i hope you're all well um, I just wanted to uh, send you guys a message of positivity. Keep shining your light. Keep staying positive. Keep believing. Each and every single one of you is great and unique in your own way. And there's no limit to, to what you can do. So um, happy weekend. He's a vegan. Okay. Basically what I'm getting at, he is in fact a bona fide celebrity. He's yep. not just a driver. Yep. He likes it that way to a certain extent. Yep. It unnerves some drivers how calm he'll be sure. when he's like, you know, we all just want to be friends and like, I just want to win. And people will be like, Lewis, you nearly crashed into me, right, sir. Right, like right, what? Right, right. <laughs> delta, 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 Delta. Calm down, man. Lewis Hamilton is, in my mind, one of the top sports people in the world right now for every reason not just one reason that he drives blooming fast in a car but he also wants to be more than that which is pretty special and unique he's a class act off the track and he's one of the most kind of one of the most talented drivers on the track as well so it's just yeah that's what leads him to be such a such a great driver and even now you know he's not having a great season because the mercedes is struggling but he's going to be back no doubt about it he's still there so, i'm very uh, excited to watch him race oh yeah got plenty of highlights where it's just like i don't know how lewis right. figured that out but right. of course yeah like i said he can get a little whiny during races yeah <laughs> he uh yeah he's always yelling about his tires being gone and you're like lewis you just started the race sir you got another 70 laps like i doubt your tires are gone right, right, right. you know he'll complain and then he'll have like the longest going you know he'll pit laps you know, and you're like, dude, your tires are fine. You know, it's the point where people how, think it's a how often are they pitting in a race? Uh, typically one to two times. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And the pit stops, uh, the best pit stops are under two seconds. What? Yeah. Two actually. seconds. Yeah. We can, we can watch. When, are they're changing uh, tires in that. They have like one guy who's on the old tire, one guy who's going to put on the new tire, a separate gun guy. Right, right, they right. all also have backups for all these positions. Right. So you'll kind of see it like a there's a the guy with the, yeah. the nut and bolt gun and then someone behind them. 
who's there in case something gets gets f that is outrageous yeah they um before races you see these these uh you know mechanics and whatnot like stretching doing calisthenics right. <laughs> like doing a full-on workout before they they even practice you know right. their pit Just, stops that's hilarious yeah so red bull they're kind right. of the gold standard them and uh that team williams that keeps popping up right. uh, okay. which will pop up yet again right now yes. because we're going to talk about george, george russell. russell yes quick break and we're back this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So Lewis Hamilton, one side of the Mercedes yes. garage. On the other side, we have George Russell, another British driver. So George is, as of the start of the 2022 season, he is 13 years younger than Lewis. He is 24 years old. Yeah. Definitely a different generation of driver than than yeah. Lewis. Yeah. What he does have in common with Lewis is he was also very successful in his junior career leading yeah. up to F1. Uh, what I find very funny is there was uh, an interview with a different driver, Lando Norris, who's who's around George Russell's age. They raced together growing up. And he's talked about how everyone wanted to be George Russell in karting when they were kids. He had a poster of George Russell like from from some event, like everyone wanted to be George. So like, it goes all you know, this, this kind of golden boy vibe to him goes all the way back to like the earliest stages kid, of his right. careers. Yeah. It's actually maybe a good time to talk about how Lewis and George are very similar. Um, so Lewis, we'll go back to Lewis for a second. Lewis, when he was a kid, goes to an event where he and he or wins some karting thing. 
he meets as part of this, uh, this guy, Ron Dennis, who is heading up the Formula One team McLaren that he would eventually race for. So little Lewis, who is 10 years old, goes up to this adult man who's rich as fuck and, you know, and is just kind of there because he was making an appearance. Right. And he essentially goes, hey, uh, I'm Lewis Hamilton. I'd love to drive for your Formula One team in a couple of years. And can you sign my autograph? You know, give me your autograph. And uh, Ron Dennis is so charmed by this whole thing right. that he actually stays in touch with Lewis. And he's like, who the hell is this kid? Like, right. what is this? This whole idea of kind of Lewis, you know, taking that initiative. And having the balls and belief exactly. yeah. to go do that. The cojones to go up yeah. to this, like, man. And just, and of course, I'm sure it was kind of adorable, right? Sure, like, a little 10-year-old doing this is very funny. George Russell, similarly, not as young, but in his teens, he gets his hands on the email of one Toto Wolf, then Amazing. then team principal of the Mercedes F1 team. And uh, George emails him kind of like, hey, I'd love to talk to you about just like my career and where I'm going and whatnot. Uh, Toto shows up to this meeting and George meets him wearing a full suit and comes with a PowerPoint <laughs> to discuss his career. And Toto has referred, said that uh, George reminded him more of an accountant than a race car driver. Interesting. Yeah. So similar, again, diff- yeah. very different upbringings. Yeah. You know, George, more privileged upbringing than Lewis. Uh, similar just you yeah. know, temperaments, which we'll get to with George in a second. But definitely have a little bit of that politician archetype to them. They're ready to kind of, you know, put it all out there, do what needs to get done, go straight to the boss. And in in George's case, that ended up with, you know, uh, Mercedes saying, hey, we've kind of started our own driver development program do you want to sign to it and kind of be one of the first to to be on this train with us like your your powerpoint must yeah pretty successful the accountant get up worked (laughs) it was a great yeah yeah, a great moment uh so you know let me interrupt for a second when i used to i so i coached tennis at university of michigan i used to recruit young players to try to come to michigan you know not nearly as high as a level as these these guys are sport but what i was always looking for and what i was coached to look for when trying to find young men that will be successful is a commitment and an obsession of success in that sport. And what's interesting to hear you talk about Lewis at 10 going up to uh, the McLaren team principal. If you're the older man there, you're seeing this is a 10 year old who's obsessed with trying to be successful in this sport. Mm -hmm. And it sounds very similar to what George did with Toto Making a pre PowerPoint like that's yeah. insane. Whether the kid can drive or not, you'll fi- you'll find out eventually. It's memorable. At the end it's of the memorable, day, yeah. and it shows that this kid is committed to wanting to be successful in the sport. I could see how they were impressed by that. I, exactly. I would be impressed by. That. Oh yeah. So that, that that's where George is, George is with Mercedes. He signed to this program. Uh, Toto uh, going along the lines of ethically and morally murky things. Uh, Toto basically manages George's career. So he's a team boss who also is in charge yeah, right, of this guy's career. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so basically, you know, George is, is rearing to go and, you know, in F1, he doesn't have a seat. And at the time, uh, basically, Mercedes is working, has a partnership with that team Williams that we have mentioned mm-hmm. on, on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, they say, hey, you know, Williams is going to have a seat. They, they want the strength in this partnership with the Mercedes. What if we sign and kind of almost loan George mm. to Williams for a couple seasons? Basically, Mercedes sees an opportunity. They say, hey, we have this driver we eventually want to sign and be our guy. He's very talented. But we don't want to have to spend the time training this, like, 20, 21-year-old. You know, he's going to have his make his mistakes and crash and do this and that. Like, why not have another team take him under their wing help him learn the ropes and also quite frankly it's going to be a character building exercise to be on one of the worst teams reliably on the grid you get a seat but you get a shit seat so george russell a wonderful human being i don't know if that's true this is bird pinkerton a massive george russell fan i know you want to talk about your man george russell yes i fell in love with george russell because he was like my cursed son he just like i can't i don't even know how to describe the degree to which george russell seemed cursed he came into the sport he was like incredible and then you know he he was put in williams williams was sort of struggling on the in the back he was like paying his dues that's very commendable yeah and did it for three years yeah because he didn't lay in bed at night dreaming of of a seat on uh the 10th place team Williams. Mm-hmm. He laid in bed wanting to win this thing for a Mercedes. Yeah. So this is uh, 2020. Uh, Lewis Hamilton gets COVID. He's out for a race. 
and Toto, the person who runs Mercedes, is looking around trying to figure out, like, who am I going to bring in? Who could possibly replace Lewis in this car and, like, the best car on the grid? So he's looking around and he's like, why don't I bring in George Russell? He's done a lot of testing for Mercedes. Like, he is sort of the planned next person for Mercedes when they have room. We're going to bring him in. We're going to put him in Lewis Hamilton's seat and we're going to, like, see what he can do. Uh, and this is, you know, for this guy who's been, like, a backmarker struggling, this is, like, the chance of a lifetime. And he gets in. He, like, qualifies really well. He's P2, so he's still behind Valtteri Bottas, who's the other Mercedes driver. But he's qualified really well. Like, the race starts. He, like, cruises out. Goes into the first turn, and George Russell takes the lead! He's just zooming around, like... They're not even really showing him because he's having such a good time at the front. He's, like, so far ahead. Uh, George Russell has just set the fastest lap of the race. Everything seems, like, easy sailing. And then... Oh, no! The curse. (laughs) My poor son's curse. Everything goes wrong with his pit stop. It's a disaster. He loses first place. Looks like a rear left puncture. Looks like rear left puncture. Oh! A disaster tragedy. That's George Russell's chance of a podium absolutely gone now. It wasn't totally clear if he was going to get another shot or, like, when he would ever get another shot. Like, this was a chance for him to get his first win, and it sort of slipped through his fingers, and it was sort of at no fault of his own. And then I was just watching him desperately trying with Williams to get sort of just points, just any points. <laughs> and so I think it was the Austrian Grand Prix where, like, the entire race or, like, most of the race he was P10. Which meant he would have gotten a point if he had stayed in P10. A single point if he had stayed in P10. And then, like, very near the end of the race, like, Alonzo, Fernando Alonso and his Alpine comes, like, sniffing up behind. And I just remember, like, yelling at the screen, like, please, Please just let this boy get one point. Like, Alonso has won two world championships. He doesn't need this. I mean, he does need this point. But, like, he doesn't need this point. Um, And, you know, of course, he overtook him. I think afterwards, Alonso was like, I regretted that it was George. (laughs) Anyone but George. Um, Because, you know, Williams hadn't had a point in in years. And so it just, it would have been so meaningful to them. Not scoring a point for years. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, de- depressing. Yeah, Mercedes doesn't own Williams. No, they don't no, own them. They but just they sell them engines, engines and, and, and their their, just, their buddies. Yeah, they're yeah. they're pals. Yeah. yeah, on the grid, you'll hear this idea of like a sister team, okay, or like a junior team, or kind of teams that have like some sort of formal or informal partnership going on. Uh, and yeah, the Williams Mercedes one. There's okay. definitely like they're they're palling around together. This is kind of like that TV show Survivor. Oh, I know everything there is to know yeah, about Survivor. Survivor. I mean, you yeah. kind of form an alliance. Yep. You kind of screw each other over, but then you kind of be, have to befriend people again. That's mm-hmm. what Formula One is, is oh, feeling 100%. like. Oh, yeah. 100%. And there's times on the track, too, where drivers have gone out of their way to fuck with other drivers because, yeah, they're not in their alliance, so sure, to speak, sure, right? Sure, Finally, in Hungary, Hungary was this disaster of a race. Like, most of the grid was either out of the race or like their cars were impaired and so both of the Williams cars finished in the points and that I think that was the moment where I was like oh I really I just really like this driver because he was being interviewed afterwards and again he had gotten like two points like this was not he had not won the race he was not on the podium and he started crying. It was hard work, dedication, personally for, for everybody in the team. And just, I'm, I'm emotional. It's, it's weird. It's, um, he got teary-eyed talking about what this meant for the team and how much work they had put into it. It says a lot because a lot of these drivers are kind of divas. So I just enjoy people who express respect. <laughs> 
for the place that they're in. It'll be interesting to see if and when he starts challenging Lewis. Yes, I could see I could see there being some friction there. How do you think he's going to fare at Mercedes with Lewis Hamilton, arguably the greatest of all time in Formula One as his other driver? Yeah, I don't know, man. Lewis Hamilton is so good. <laughs> Like, Lewis Hamilton is incredible. Um, He has very big footsteps to follow in. But we'll see. We'll see if he grows into them. I believe. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. In the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates— Young Voters Who Are Angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. First of all, what do you think about Lewis and George individually? How are you feeling? I like both very much. Hmm. Um, I know that contradicts what I said previously, (laughs) that I... 
will never root for Mercedes. Is there is there one you're favoring over the other? Oh, uh, <laughs> I would pick George because, well, I'm a team player. I've always loved the guy that doesn't always try to score the points, but instead is happy to rebound and play excellent defense. But I believe there is definitely a sleeping giant in there Mm -hmm. that is also very excited to challenge Lewis and become the best. That's what he wants to be. That's how you become, that's how you get a seat is to become the best. It'll be fun to see what happens when that Mm -hmm. gets stirred up, if it ever does. Lewis Hamilton reminds me from what you've told me a little bit of Serena Williams. Yeah. Total disruptor, total badass, holds all the records, if not one of the best. Yohai believes he is the best. Uh, but also, that doesn't go without a couple annoying things. I'm certain if when I learn more about Lewis and his little like calm demeanor that seems like a little <laughs> bit of a manufactured competitive edge, some of that stuff will piss me off a little bit. So I don't know. That's my initial take on it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, so right now... You don't dislike Lewis, but you like George's story. Lewis sounds like he's already the greatest ever. So yeah. I love the idea of George, the good old British boy who hasn't really achieved much yet. Yeah. Kind of, I like that underdog vibe more. Mm-hmm. It seems like Lewis is on top of the mountain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 So forgive me for not maybe rooting for the overdog, but uh, it might be different if I was meeting Lewis at a different stage in his yeah. career. I am absolutely baffled. That Lewis Hamilton is the first Formula One driver to take media day fashion seriously. Yeah. That is, that's a no brainer. Yeah. And a wonderful way to make a statement <laughs> without saying shit. Yep. Right? Yep. So that's awesome that he does that. And uh, the sport should be thanking him all the way for the attention and publicity that that Oh, garners. 100%. Yeah. All right. So next week, uh, yes. I'm actually very excited. So we, cool. we've gone through this sort of hyper-efficient, total wolf-driven mm-hmm. house of Mercedes. Mm-hmm. We're spending next week's two-part episode focusing on the other big competitor on the grid uh, coming into this season, and that is Red Bull. Red Bull. It just blows my mind <laughs> that we take Red Bull seriously. Yeah. Because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm of the age where I remember when it came on the scene, and it was a joke. Yeah. It's a fucking energy drink. How can they win anything ever? Red Bull is the team where if you want a little bit of dramatic flair, I'd also say a little bit more masculine flair. Sure. They're the team to look at. Okay. You know, you've got this real shit-talking team principal, a guy named Christian Horner. Love it. I will also say he is married to a Spice Girl, but I will not tell you which one okay. he's married to. So that's a little bit of uh, trivia for you there. You've got an uber-aggressive defending world champion in Max Verstappen, yep. uh, who is, as much as Lewis is a, is a man with a diversity of interests, and beliefs and whatnot. Max, you will never meet a more one-track mind driver in your life. So a complete juxtaposition to Lewis Hamilton, his rival from last season. And then you've got kind of the ultimate number two driver guy in the other driver, Sergio Perez. So otherwise known as Checo. And it's something truckers drink when they move our uh, Amazon packages from the East Coast to the West Coast of America. You know what it is? I don't think Red Bull is trying to market to me um, as sort of, uh, (laughs) yeah, like a cosmopolitan New York City girly. Yeah. So so uh, I, I have I'm gonna have a fun time trying to explain Red Bull to me. To to you. It's probably think, their demographic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're a little more of their demographic than I am. We should I'm gonna bring a Red Bull whenever yeah, we do this. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I will also bring a Red Bull. <laughs> we'll get all the flavors. We'll we'll have like Yeah, a and then when we test. talk about Williams, I'll bring a Williams. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that ends up being. All right. Uh Yohai, anything else you want us to say? This has been Choosing Sides, F1, a production of Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. The show is hosted by Michael Costa and Lily Herman. This episode was produced by Lily Herman and our senior producer, Yochai Maital, who also did the sound design. At the Cutting Room Studios, we're recorded by engineer Rob O'Leary, mastering by Cello Weisblum. Max Miller is the executive producer, and Brennan Getchus is head of audio at SI Studios. At iHeartRadio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us and tell your friends. It'll mean a lot. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 